a lot of different classes that have all funneled into help making me successful in this position. Everything from cases, uh, which I know a lot of students get nervous about, um, and it's, you know, in the moment, it's very high adrenaline and things like that. Um, but truly, had I not had that uh, opportunity to truly understand what it's like to be under pressure and need to come up with key statements and uh, be ready on the fly to have interviews with the press, um, I don't think that I would have done as well as I have um, with COVID-19. We're joined today with Danielle. She was born and raised in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and after a unique project-based learning experience throughout high school, Danielle realized her passion for public relations and making a difference in the community she lived and worked in. Danielle became a communications major at UW-Green Bay in 2015 with emphases in public relations and organizational communication. She was very involved throughout her college career, including leading the Communication Week team for two years, competitive ballroom dancing, various internships, and working on campus as a resident assistant and community advisor for three years, among other things. Since graduating in May of 2019 with a major in communications, minor in public administration, and a certificate in nonprofit management, Danielle has moved to Dubuque, Iowa, where she has brought together all aspects of her degree to thrive as the marketing and communications director at the Dubuque Y. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show today, Danielle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, anytime. We love to connect with alumni. To begin with, explain to our audience what you've been up to after graduating from UWGB. Absolutely. So I graduated last May um, and after graduation decided to move to Dubuque, Iowa, actually. Um, it's near the border of Wisconsin. I can get there in about 15 minutes, but um, my now fiance was living in Popville and uh, just decided after two years it was time to be closer. So that was good kind of networked myself into a job and kind of really got involved in the community here, um, became a part of the United Way Marketing Committee, Young Professionals, uh, the American Fundraising Professionals groups, and a couple other things. And then just kind of took advantage of the outdoors and some hiking that's around here and then ended up getting engaged. So now we're planning a wedding. So <laughs> it's been awesome. a crazy but great year. So. Sounds like a lot has been going on, which I mean, for communication majors, there's always a lot going on. Um, that is correct. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're the marketing and communications director for the Dubuque Y in Iowa. What are some of your main duties in this role? Absolutely. So my role encompasses quite a bit. Um, we are actually a YMCA and a YWCA. So YMCA is Young Men's Christian Association and YMCA is Young Women's Christian Association. Um, and so there's not a lot of combined ones across the nation, but we are. So um, I kind of oversee all of the brand management for um, both aspects of uh, YMYW. Uh, I do all of the social media and website updates, as well as planning and executing our three largest fundraisers, a lemonade stand at the county fair, golf outing, and then a dinner and gala that funds our domestic violence shelter. Um, and I also oversee our annual campaign and fund development for the organization, so all of the donations that are coming in and out. Um, and kind of then some odd, odd and end tasks, but uh, 
you know, anything that's related to media kind of comes through me. Awesome. So a lot of the things you mentioned there are kind of in-person events. And I know since COVID-19, uh, many fitness centers across the United States, including the Y, had to make adjustments. Um, what are some of these adjustments? And then have they been easy adjustments to make? Yeah, so one thing that I love about the Y is we are not just a fitness center. So um, our Y, like I said, we are YM and a YW. So we have everything from childcare to um, a domestic violence shelter, uh, the fitness aspect, as well as youth programming and things like that. So uh, unfortunately, we did have to close the fitness center aspect of the facility, um, not only due to mandates by our governor, but also due to just wanting to protect our local community and things like that from the spread of COVID-19. Um, but we did um, keep open emergency child care and we're providing care for essential and emergency personnel. And we did keep open our domestic violence shelter, which is currently home to eight women and four children. So um, we do actually still have some things that are up and running. Um, and then we've kind of transitioned into more of a virtual wellness center at this point and trying to keep people active and healthy at home. Uh, instead of uh, the normal kind of come into the Y and get their workouts in. So. Awesome. So it sounds like you've been doing a lot, most definitely. <laughs> yes, staying busy. <laughs> yes. Um, so how would you say the communication department at UWGB uh, prepared you for a time like this? Sure. Um, you know, the, the communication department truly had a lot of different classes that have all funneled into help making me successful in this position. Everything from cases, uh, which I know a lot of students get nervous about. Um, and it's, you know, in the moment, it's very high adrenaline and things like that. Um, but truly, had I not had that uh, opportunity to truly understand what it's like to be under pressure and need to come up with key statements and uh, be ready on the fly to have interviews with the press. Um, I don't think that I would have done as well as I have um, with COVID-19. Um, you know, also organizational communication, knowing when to send things out, how to send things out, the wording and the logistics that need to be gone into when thinking about um, communicating with members and they're continuing to pay into the organization and can't use the fitness facility at this point in time. Um, you know, how do you work through that and how do you kind of design messaging um, and keep them involved, especially as a nonprofit uh, needing to continue um, collecting our membership fees, as that's truly one of the the things that keeps the organization up and running. So um, between all of those things, and then of course, social media strategies, um, <laughs> we've transitioned, like I said, to a lot of online uh, fitness and wellness things. So just knowing um, how to engage an audience and kind of reinvigorate them and keep them connected uh, is huge. And, you know, truly looking through other social media uh, posts from other organizations, even while I was in school, just really truly helped me kind of come up with new ideas and form um, our strategy for kind of working through COVID-19 and keeping people connected. So. Awesome. Um, so I know in our previous interview with Derek, uh, you brought up cases and he brought up that he'd most likely 
agree that confidence is the most important of the five C's. Would you agree with them? Would you say another five C would be the most important to kind of take into consideration at this time? Sure, definitely concern, um, showing concern when we were communicating with members and, you know, we are, we had probably 300 or more people coming in a day to our facility. So, and touching equipment and, you know, all of that stuff. So expressing concern and control of the situation as well. Um, once we, you know, kind of expressed, okay, like we get that this is a big deal. We know that um, we need to be wiping down equipment more and here's how you can help us kind of keep things clean and um, keep yourself safe as well as others. Um, so I think those two C's um, as well as confidence, um, you know, when I'm talking to the press, confidence is huge. Um, I, I need to know what I'm talking about and um, make sure that the community knows that we're giving them the right information as well. So um, I think truly all the C's are important, um, but I think having that uh, confidence and then expressing the concern and clarity um, and control over what we can control is important in our messaging for sure. Awesome. Um, so I guess kind of stepping back a little bit to your college days, because most of our listeners are college students, of course. Um, what advice do you have for college students to get the most out of their college, I guess, or time in college? Kind of explain what you did and then how you got the most out of your college experience. Sure. So Truly be involved and take every opportunity you possibly can. I know the be involved is a little cliche, but um, I truly think that every opportunity that I had outside of classes and in classes made me who I am today um, and formed my thought processes beyond um, just some of the logistics um, and the development that classes brought to me. So, you know, being involved in residence life and being involved in communication week and things like that, it just um, taught me so much more than um, taught. Well, it didn't teach me more than classes taught me. I would say that it, it just enhanced um, all of the experiences that I had. So definitely taking opportunities. You also never know where those opportunities are going to lead you. So um, there was plenty of times where I was like, well, I don't quite know um, if this is the right thing for me or not, but um, every opportunity leads to another. So even if it's the fact that, okay, I know that I do not want to end up um, doing that every day uh, the rest of my life, or if it's, wow, I didn't know that that was a passion of mine and I want to continue doing this thing and I want it to be integrated in my job, um, it always leads, like one thing always leads to another. So take as many opportunities as you can, um, take leadership roles and build your portfolio as well. Um, be involved in like internships, be a part of Calm Week. Uh, <laughs> that was probably one of the most formative things um, among many, but just love, love, love the Calm department. And um, you can learn so much and make so many connections um, through Communication Week. So. Um, and most of all, have fun. Um, it, especially as you're nearing the end of your college career, sometimes it feels like it's never going to end and you get like antsy to move on to that next phase, but enjoy every minute of it. 
uh, because there are definitely days where I wish I could be back in the classroom with Phil Clampett or Danielle Bina um, and just hear another lecture and get to kind of absorb more information. So absorb as much as you can, but have fun, go to events um, and make the most of every, every minute you have in college. Awesome. Um, yeah, I know many or a couple of us are actually joining the comm week team next semester. And that is like one of the key things, like just seeing how involved the comm department is involved to begin with, but being on the comm week team and like enhances that involvement and actually gets students to understand what it's all about. So that's definitely something that we recommend as well. Um, and then you also brought up internships. Can you describe some of your internships while um, you were in college? Absolutely. So, I mean, communication week alone, it, though it's not classified as a internship, it definitely feels like it if you're on the team. Um, the amount that you can learn from kind of going through the processes and um, using all of those different charts and graphs and things that you learn in classes is unreal and planning gosh, anywhere from four to eight events or more in a week. Um, and, you know, moving through that whole process is definitely something um, that uh, I am incredibly, incredibly grateful for, especially um, planning and executing some of our biggest fundraisers that, that kind of really helped me in that area. Um, I first interned um, for actual internships at Camp Tekawitha. It's a Catholic camp um, that I was actually a counselor at for two years and had the opportunity uh, my sophomore year in college to intern with them in the spring and that internship truly kind of opened my eyes and helped form the nonprofit side of my degree um i so i majored in communication but i also minored in public administration and had a certificate in nonprofit management so i truly wanted to bring all three of those together and work in a nonprofit and make a difference um, in that capacity so that internship um, gave me experience in social media because we had to kind of recreate it from the ground up um, it also helped me understand fund development and what it means to uh, write grants and how much uh, an organization can rely on funding from grants as well as how to write them and <laughs> write them so that um, it's appealing to the, the person who's going to be um, giving that money away. Um, and then just understanding how nonprofits work uh, because they truly are different um, in some capacities. Um, especially funding and kind of the mission and drive um, than for-profit organizations. So it really kind of helped form that aspect of uh, my, my degree. The second internship I had was with the Orthopedic Sports Medicine Specialist in Green Bay. Um, and they, that organization um, just kind of helped form actual communication side of it so we've focused a lot on video production um we i learned a lot of like different writing skills for blogs and things like that um i also helped a lot with like their website management so now overseeing and managing a website for an organization um, i'm very grateful that i had uh, some experience doing that through wordpress and some of the um, coding and things like that that i'd need to know um, because 
definitely come in handy <laughs> with my current job. That organization also taught a lot about like company culture and how important it is to love the place that you're working at and that kind of thing. And I had a huge role in uh, creating an intranet. So it was an internal communication, like social media platform kind of thing that the company instituted and had a lot of experience with organizational communication, um, trying to get different types of people on board um, and things like that. And then kind of forming all the messaging that went along with it. So both internships were incredibly formative. Um, and I truly don't know where I'd be without them because they both formed different parts of my mind and kind of helped me wrap my head around different aspects of my career for sure. Okay, awesome. So yeah, most definitely those sound like they helped you in your role that you are in right now. Um, so for students that are looking to go into nonprofit, um, either nonprofit management, nonprofit PR, what would you say to them? How should they get involved? What is like kind of your process and how they could start their career in that kind of field? Sure. So uh, first, I would definitely recommend looking into the nonprofit certificate at UWGB if they're GB students or looking at whatever um, other degrees that other universities have, I guess. Um, but just because there are, like I said, some major differences in funding patterns as well as um, just how the organization works and runs. So like, look into uh, classes that you could take that would help form that side of your knowledge base um, and kind of give you some intel on that. Um, also volunteer. Uh, if you can get into a nonprofit or start to volunteer to figure out what kinds of things you're passionate about um, and what kinds of nonprofits you'd be interested in working with. Um, I think that's definitely important. Um, and then try to get an internship with a nonprofit. I will all say that they're not usually paid, um, which can be a deterrent. However, um, they are incredibly important because, like I said, there's a lot of differences. So that's kind of the route I would go if you're looking for nonprofit work after graduation. Um, you know, just kind of continuing to, to broaden your horizons and get experience with nonprofits and kind of find your passionate areas uh, within that because there's a lot of different nonprofits and <laughs> they all do different things. So. Yeah. Um, so a lot to do, I guess, when you think of a nonprofit, you think of volunteering or you think of being a part of the community. Um, and right now during COVID-19, I guess some of these nonprofits are like they they don't have as many people there. They have just their essential people. Um, but eventually we know that many things will start to reopen. Um, and you being the marketing and communications director at the Y in Dubuque, is there any, I guess, kind of idea on how you guys are planning to reopen or any kind of like general knowledge around that whole idea? Yeah, so we've actually just started in the past week kind of forming what that's going to look like. Um, I will say that um, it's been, I, you know, one of the things that's been a challenge uh, with COVID-19 is that um, there's a lot of legislation that's been passed that not everyone is sure what it means or how funding is going to work or 
some of the logistics behind it. So um, when I talk about that, the specifically like the payroll protection program, um, we did receive funds from that. And be because of that, um, we were very thankful for it, but we actually need to start bringing our staff back and by, oh gosh, six or eight weeks um, post getting that money, we need to be um, almost at the staffing levels that we were at before COVID-19 hit. Um, so with that being said, there's a lot of things to then think about when we need to start bringing people back. Um, so first and foremost, uh, we want to make sure that our staff is safe uh, and that they're, you know, working uh, in areas that they're going to be able to separate and have space between them. Um, and then we need to think about, you know, do we need to require masks or do we need to think about buying masks for our employees to have options so that they, they can wear them? Um, things like that. So we've just started kind of thinking about some of those critical things as far as bringing staff back, but we've also started thinking about what does it mean when our membership base starts coming back? Because we have a lot of uh, older folks that really like to sit and congregate and actually they'll bring their own food and sit in our lobby and chat away and they'll be there for three hours. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, we don't think that we're going to be, be able to allow them to do that right away because um, sitting six people to a table that's only supposed to hold maybe three <laughs> um, yeah. isn't going to be practicing social distancing and a lot of them are older so we want to obviously protect our older population so we've truly started to think about in every aspect of the why um, what do we need to do to make sure that we can not only keep our keep our staff safe but our members safe as well and what can they do to then help us with that so um, everything from cleaning um, to uh, potentially limiting our group X classes to a certain number of people um, instead of having the room filled like normal, um, all of those different capacities. Uh, so lately I've been, the past two days, I've spent quite a lot of time working on a communication plan um, that kind of encompasses all the different audiences. So those communication crisis management plans, as well as all of those PR uh, classes and all the charts and graphs, um, I actually pulled those back out and um, I needed to empty my brain before I could really kind of think through all the logistics and what messaging needed to go to what person. So I crafted my own um, kind of blend of a couple different ones and wrote down all of our audiences, um, and then went through and kind of figured out, okay, how do we need to, what should we do? What should we not do? Um, the concerns that each audience is going to have, um, all those different areas that kind of we were taught in the communication department to think about. And then after that, started crafting the strategies, the tactics, and then assigning who in our, on our leadership team would kind of be heading up those different things. So, um, yeah, it's been quite the ride. Um, we are just starting those reopening plans, but um, the, the document I currently have is already about 14 to 15 pages. So uh, what you're doing in school is pretty comparable to, to the real world. Yes. <laughs> those 47 page papers sure help now. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So is there anything, I know we talked about a lot today, 
and about your position, about what you were involved with in school, how the communication department helped you um, in your role now and in life. Is there anything else that we missed that you'd like to cover? Yeah, you know, one last thing that I want to mention is um, the importance of being on LinkedIn, keeping that updated, and potentially thinking about having a personal website. I took a LinkedIn class actually right after graduating, um, and it was the most beneficial thing that I could have done, um, especially moving to a new place. I actually networked into a job. So this job was not posted anywhere. Um, the person had just left and I had met the board president of the Y at an event. And um, she reached out to me and I said, hey, are you still looking for a position? I said, yep, I am, absolutely. She's like, I think there's a great opening um, at the Y that you'd be perfect for, can I connect you? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> um, so, uh, but having my LinkedIn updated um, and kind of continuing to connect with people on there as I met them at all the different networking events, and then additionally having a website where they could view my resume and they could see work samples, all of those things truly work together um, and I truly believe helped get me the position that I'm in today, um, as well as help me build meaningful and strong connections in the community that I have needed to succeed in my job. So network like crazy, even while you're in college, get on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm hiring a marketing intern right now. And um, I can tell you that I'm looking every single one of them up on LinkedIn before I even call. And if they don't have one, one of the, if I hire them, the first thing I'm going to talk to them about is like, get on LinkedIn. Like it's, it's a very powerful site. So, um, definitely look at that. And um, if you if feel free to connect with me, uh, my name on LinkedIn is Danielle Nicole Shea. Um, so I'd be happy to talk to you about different strategies and whatnot to for personal use of LinkedIn, but it's very powerful. So Okay, awesome. So you heard Danielle, make sure you guys get on LinkedIn. Well, thank you for taking the time to discuss how you've been managing during these uncertain times in your role um, and in life. And we actually did get to take a step back in the time machine to share your college experience with others. And I think that will be very beneficial to not only PRSSA, but to the whole UWGB communication department and everyone in the UW system essentially right now, because with the current uncertainty of right now we're hoping that classes will come back in the fall but you never know um but your kind words and your passion and what you do every day i think will be a great roadmap for other students as well absolutely thank you so much for having me today i love love uwgb love the comm department and um love connecting with other current students and other alumni to just share experiences and um, continuous improvement never goes away and I'm all about it. So yes, <laughs> thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we are happy to let you know more is on the way as we continue to network with professionals, alumni, and current students. We want to hear from you. You are important to us and we want to make those connections for you to succeed while in school and upon graduation. Make sure to follow us 
on our social media platforms and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. This podcast is sponsored by UWGB PRSSA, a student organization at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay that strives to create a network for students to connect with professionals in the community. Until next time, strive to create connections to improve your opportunities.